And so let's head over to MPL2. It was another big weekend of action um, really all was. around. Uh, we won't... Uh, we'll touch on a couple of the games. First, let's talk about the Moreland Derby. Moreland City uh, against Brunswick Juventus. Uh, and that good... is their official name, by the yes. way. Uh, we're hoping to get someone on next week to chat a little bit about the name change, a little bit about what's going on there. Lockie, you want to head over to the results page for just a second for uh, last weekend's action. A 4-1 win for Brunswick Juventus in that one. A commanding performance. Moreland City can't seem to win away from... Um, what are they? Where they? Well, well money. money. Well, Campbell Reserve, but I guess, well is the, money. the Christian name. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Money Park. Well, well Money, money Park, Park is the uh, yeah, it's the official name. Which can I just say? It's the, the Well Money Park has spawned the greatest NPL two playground insult of all time because I saw it on one of the NPL two live streams. I was during watching. the eight nil. Yeah, we is, is someone uh, someone who I think was a bullying supporter referring to it as a bad Money, money park, park, which is just <laughs> low effort, maximum so, impact. In terms well done. Of what that's done for the promotion race, it's le- it's gotten Brunswick Juventus right back into it after that loss against Boleyn last Monday. But it's opened things up just a little bit because Boleyn had the chance to go second, Lockie. And you did this game. Yeah, they could have jumped into the promotion places. Now, B- Boleyn have this issue that when they come off a Monday, they seem to play so poorly. Because And it's no surprise. It's a very short turnaround. We've seen it when they've played on a Friday Didn't night. to affect Brunswick. Well... Well, it's different with them. No, Maybe they're true. playing on their home deck. Boleyn had to he- head no, down to true. Lawton that's Park, true. which is you head to Lawton Park, uh, good luck getting all three points because Lang Warren have played spoiler for basically everyone this season, and they did it again. They took the lead, but Boleyn were able to salvage a point. Lockie, take us through that game. Um, as we mentioned, Lang Warren just keep finding a way to steal the points from the rich. And unfortunately for themselves, yeah, I mean, they're not taking them or giving them to the poor. Yeah, they're not, they're not taking... They're not, they're not taking, And them. they're not taking all three of the points no. as well a lot of the time. Um, I, I don't know if Steele's necessarily uh, the fair fair term to use with all of them. But yeah, Langwarren have taken points off, I think, every team in the top four with the exception of, of Moreland City now. And this mm. was a big, big chance going begging for Bully. And obviously yes. they came into this game in the knowledge that the Moreland Derby had de- been decided 4-1 in favour of Brunswick Juventus. So all they needed to do was win and they'd be in the automatic promotion places, leapfrogging Moreland City. And unfortunately, things did not start off very well for them in this game at all. It was a it was a classic sort of NPL2 uh, junkyard battle. Uh, it, was a, it was a scrap of a... It was a hard-fought game. And Lang Warren had the, the better of the early goings. Um, Bulleen really struggled with balls into the penalty box and... Uh, Langy youngster, Marwan Nilo opened the scoring on 13 minutes, a delightful ball in uh, from Sam Orrett and Nilo scoring. Get this, Nick, 18-year-old, come across from Heidelberg United Youth. He scored five goals this season in his debut senior wow. campaign. All of them at home. Yeah. All of them headers. Wow. That, it's just a ridiculous pattern, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, he opened the scoring and after a really tough 45 minutes for Bulleen, they did settle after going behind, but they were still probably... Probably even, uh, but nothing exemplified their sort of opening half struggles than Fausto Diamichis uh, going for a sub, and it wasn't injury-related for Mitchell Trochewski, bringing him off after 31 minutes. Wow. And I know it wasn't uh, an injury-related sub because he wasn't limping, and I could see his facial expressions. Mm. Uh, so Samuel McCall came on after 31 minutes, and they got into the break, uh, still down by one, but the halftime, whatever hair dryer, I can only imagine that Fausto DME just gave the bullying boys at halftime. It, it definitely worked because yeah. they came out of the blocks pretty quick. They had a good opening 10 minutes. They found the breakthrough. Uh, Luke Pavlou scoring a 
really like a pile driver from the edge of the box yeah. on the half volley. And from there, um, Bulleen took a, a bit of bit of the ascendancy, I think. Lang Warren, to be fair, they took the ascendancy without having too much in the way of clear-cut chances. Lang Warren uh, defended really, really well in this yeah. game, aided by the addition of uh, a, a legend of Victorian football. And if you've been wondering where he's been at, uh, I'm talking about uh, Ramazan Tavsansioglu, who played his first 90 minutes after a single training session with Lange having you know, played for pretty much every club in the NPL Victoria. Uh, so he's back. He's been out of Victorian football for the start of this year, but he's back now and uh, played an excellent game, really suffocated uh, FC Bullion Lions until the final 10 minutes where the game opened up a little bit and Nick Sete had two really good chances to get the go-ahead goal for the Lions, but he wasn't able to do it. Breno Naranjo-Garini uh, has come across from St Albans, mm-hmm. came off the bench, um, could have scored towards the end, but yeah, Bullion... Blazed away and, yeah, they, they weren't able to jump into the top two spots. Luckily for them, Paco also, also dropped, dropped, dropped points against, against Brunswick. Yeah, Dunstan Reserve, a, a one-all one game. draw there. So what that really does is it really makes things interesting. And just as I was looking at my Football 24 app, Lockie, I get an ad for a Warship game that I can't get off my <laughs> phone. Warship game. Well, luckily, I've got, the table yeah, in, so I've got the table in front of me I, here. I just, so it's, it's meant that there are four points between second all the way down to fifth. So Moreland City in second, FC Bullion Lions in third, Brunswick Juventus fourth, and Pasco Vale sixth. But two points between Bulleen down to Paco. Well, Paco, so Paco's, is tight. Paco's in fifth, sorry. Northcote's in sixth. Ah, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, Bulleen, in terms of that, you mentioned Nick Sete and his form in front of goal. Lockie, having watched a lot of him this year, he would be far and away the top goal scorer mm. in this competition. You mentioned that tight, the golden boot races as well in this competition. Um, if he buried half the chances he's had this season, yeah. he has missed a lot of good opportunities this year. Um, but he's been a brilliant. I think he's been one of the best players in the entire league. Yeah, this I just season. I just think the whole front three for Bullion had just had a bit of an off yeah. day because even Max even Bachelor, Max Bachelor yeah. wasn't at his best. Yeah, I I think the the signing they've they've brought in from St Albans is a good one because I think their attacking depth since Jose Ramirez has gone down has taken a hit because now they start Everson and Bachelor, so their striking depth is quite thin. A lot of their defense, a lot of their players actually on the bench are defenders, and they lost Peter Sawan, who headed over to Brunswick Juventus um, in midweek. They he played his first game for Brunswick on Friday night. Um, but I've got a bit of a fun fact, Lockie, uh, before we get to the rest of these games and looking into next week. This morning, I went and got my flu shot, right? And as I was waiting to Where get my flu shot, going? as I was waiting, you know, after you get your vaccination, you sit down and you, you have your 10, 15-minute wait. They okay. said, just sit down just in case, you know, this there's any reactions. off to an inauspicious start. This so I was sitting Nick. there and I was doing a bit of reading through the Football 24 app and I had a look at the, the tables for the home section and the away section, like how teams perform at home, how teams perform on the road. Get this. Between the top six sides, so this is Pasco Vale down to Northcote, they, they, so Pasco Vale, North Geelong, Brunswick, Juventus, Bulleen, Moreland City and Northcote have lost an accumulative three games at home this season. Yeah. North Geelong, Brunswick, Juventus and Moreland City haven't lost a game at home this season. Mm. Pasco Vale, Northcote and Bulleen have only lost once. Their away form, the away form of teams in this competition is horrendous compared to their home form. North Geelong have, have got the best away record with five wins, a draw and two losses. Moreland City, five wins, three losses. Kingston have the third best road record, but they have the worst. They the are a relegation team yeah. on home form. Yeah, at your phone One Park, win, they six terrible losses. terrible at home. It's unbelievable. They've won four games out of eight on the road. Bulleen are 3-3-2. Three, three, Brunswick Juventus 3-2-3. Three, three. But 
Burying the lead here, Pascoe Vale have the second worst road record. The relegation team away. Two right. wins, That's two crazy. draws, three losses. Less than teams like, as we mentioned, Kingston, uh, Werribee, Manningham, Brunswick City, who are battling. Hence why, really, Pascoe Vale, they have put themselves in this position basically due to their road form. The reason why that they've performed so poorly has been their road form. Road points are so important heading into this final part yeah, of the season. Well, and you, you think back to even two weeks ago, that game against Lang, a 10 men Lang Lang Warren, Warren side yeah. that they lost to. I mean, if they got the win in that game, they'd be one point behind. Yeah. They'd be hot on the heels of Ball. So City just racing through the rest of the fixtures, Northcote mentioning their good home form, a 5-2 win on Friday night against Kingston. Big three points for them. They're sort of in that mid-table purgatory Northcote because they yeah. win those games at home and they get battered a week later. So they're, they're probably, on the, they're probably yep. a bit too far for but, them. Manningham coming back from a goal down to win at home against Werribee. Big the, three uh, points for them. Official opening of, uh, of Petty's Reserve. So yes. there's lots of people down yeah, there and well, they got the win. When I was coming home on Saturday night, Lockie, we, we caught up for dinner on Saturday night down in Glen Waverley yes, with Demir Kulash and Joey Lynch. Um, wow. I was on the way back. And Name this was, drops. Yeah, this was around 10.30 at night and the lights were still on at Petty's Reserve. Still pumping. Yeah, they, were, they were pumping late into the night there. You well, know, if were... you Look, realistically, if you think about it, it was a very important win for them because as we know, the bottom four spots in the NPL yeah. two are the two bottom two are direct relegation. And uh, ninth and tenth are playoffs. relegation playoffs. So Manningham get themselves up to 17 points with a win. They're level Ooh. now with Kingston. They've and jumped Lang- them on goal difference. Yeah, they've jumped Kingston on goal difference. Ooh. So they're level on points with Kingston and Lange. So that really makes that final relegation playoff spot a lot more interesting. Absolutely. So to get that against a Werribee side who could have jumped them, mm. massive result. And North Geelong coming back from a goal down. Again, well, no, goal down, sorry. They were level early in the first 10 minutes against GV Suns. Went on to win 5-1. Yeah, we got goals. a bit excited when we it saw was, a goal and Valley scored an equaliser. It was a bit win. like the Avondale-Eastern Lions game. Uh, but in the end, North Geelong coming away with the win. So just having a look at the table. Uh, North Geelong, five points clear of Moreland City. Uh, they're right now seven points clear of Bulleen as well. So meaning that they're at the moment... Looking odds on again still to go up. Again, looking ahead to this weekend, some massive contests in terms of the battle for promotion. Pasco Val back at home against Manningham. Northcote yep. up against Brunswick Juventus. That's going to be a cracking contest on Friday night. Yeah, well, Moreland City versus Lang Warren. That's going to be a tough one because Lang Warren, as we mentioned, they've taken points from the rich. Yeah, Moreland we'll City is the only team they haven't taken in that top five bracket that they haven't mm, taken points. So, so it's not going to be yeah. easy for them at, at uh, well, Money Park. Well, Money Park, but they have gotten draws against uh, against Moreland City yeah. away from home yes, before. So. Absolutely. And Boleyn at home against GV Suns on Saturday. So Boleyn fans, they're not playing Monday night. They're playing Saturday to accommodate for obvious, the obvious yeah, Can you imagine being from the Gold Shepherd? Valley and having to yep. play on the Monday night? Uh, North know. Geelong hosting Brunswick City. And on Monday night... That'll down be a really good game, actually, yep. I think, just quietly. And Monday night down at UFO Park, that game will be live. I'll be there with Josh Parrish calling this game at UFO Park down at the Grange. Kingston City versus Werribee. We mentioned in terms of relegation stakes a lot. That actually becomes a very important game now because, yeah, as you said, Kingston currently in the playoffs. Word is apparently Trent Scopetis might be back. Word is his suspension may have been overturned. So that's a massive in for Kingston City in terms of their attacking third. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Well, it's, it's not the only pumping promotion uh, relegation nope, playoff we... race that we've got. Of course, the NPL 3 as well yep, let's, is, uh, uh, is all happening. You were there on Saturday. You yes. know who else was there on Saturday? Uh, well, our, our producer, Oscar Drew Rutherford, was there as well. And Oscar is getting ready to meander in. We've got his laptop right here, primed and ready to go. He's shadow banned from Lockie in terms of Lockie keeping him <laughs> behind Consider the yourself, Oscar, unbanned. You may enter... 
enter the room. Yeah. You've got your microphone. Welcome. For podcast listeners, it's all the same. But for the viewing public, Oscar is now well, he's in the flesh. Well, he's going to be a bit louder this time because his mic was very quiet last week. You can, Hello. You can, yeah, there you, 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 Suspense you can, was killing you. You can speak. I thought you were about to drop some sort of, you know, tirade on Lockie. I, gonna, I thought he was going to say, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I am Oscar. Uh, but anyways, Oscar, we were down at Epping Stadium talking about MPL3. Massive game for Melbourne victory. Um, 2-1 win. This game was obviously broadcasted live here on FNR. Uh, Melbourne victory back into third. A tie with Preston, who also won on the weekend against Doveton. Um, it wasn't... Let's 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 not bury the lead. It wasn't a great game. Uh, this was a real showcase, I think, of you know what's sort of because this is the weird stage of the season now where a lot of the players who are on the senior books are off, like they're not mm. playing right now. So this is where you can expect teams like City, Victory, Western United to potentially regress a little bit with a lot of the younger guys getting an opportunity. We saw the obvious struggles early, but a really promising second half from a few substitutes. Oscar Paddy Hogan, in particular, coming on and scoring the goal. Uh, what were some of your thoughts, I guess, from that game as well? Well, yeah, you talk about it. I mean, the second half substitutions really changed the game. On the hour, Joe Palazzini's made that triple change. Yeah. Uh, bringing on, well, it was Casper Hallam, yep. uh, Paddy Hogan and Nick Hamakiotis all came on. And that changed the way that the game was going. As you said, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great up until that point. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a spectacle. Uh, but then just a few minutes later, Paddy Hogan opened the scoring, of course, um, on that left-hand side on the left wing. And then not too long after that, it was Adem Djuradovic who scores yet another goal. He's in, a, he's in some red-hot form at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's of course, we are seeing some of those more recognisable names leaving these uh, A-League affiliate clubs at this stage of the season. But it is really exciting to see some of these lesser-known players get their opportunity at this level and show us what they can do. And what we're seeing is that consistently they, they, they're more than capable of stepping up and contributing meaningfully to their teams. Well, I think the one player that really caught my eye, you mentioned Nick Hamakiotis and Paddy Hogan coming off the bench. Nick Hamakiotis in particular came on at halftime. Uh, I believe he was came on for just having a look. He came on for Alex Simopoulos, who has been a bit of a regular this season. You mentioned Hamakiotis and Hogan coming off those injuries, but replacing guys like Cabrera, who's been a, a staple in the team this year, I guess, how did you see, um, have you seen them coming back into the teams? They've come off long injury layoffs as well, but Paddy Hogan, We've seen him at right back. Yeah. Now playing as a winger. Like quite a versatile skill set for him. And it's the other thing that you get with these young players is that versatility in terms of positional um, opportunities because they've got coaching staff who are working with them in lots of different positions. So it's 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 kind of really dynamic and exciting as, as a way for the comp- or, or as a squad to function. And, and yeah, as you say, I mean, I've got nothing but positive things to say about those players who came on in particular. Uh, of course, the, the players who are, who are more regular players who... who are also continuing to contribute. The th- I thought the Leno brothers were excellent yep. again. And Ryan Lethlean, he I thought he had one of his better games in, in, in quite a while. So there's there's lots of good things going on at Melbourne Victory, of course. When you've got those th- these junior affiliate clubs, it is kind of largely about the bigger picture as opposed to the, the, the results as a whole. But they're continuing to get results despite the fact that some of those more recognisable names aren't, aren't present. One player that is good to see back over the last two games is Edmund Lepanchu. Uh, mm. Two appearances off the bench, just slowly working his way back too. We saw him, I guess, you know, in the in the FFA Cup, obviously formerly the Australia Cup, or the other way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, the Australia Cup, formerly known as the FFA Cup. He featured along with Ryan Lethley and Anthony Laban uh, quite regularly in those early few games. Good to see him back as well. 100%, 100%. Another one of those players that, as you say, coming back from long injury layoffs and 
it's it's kind of it's one of the great benefits of this system of having these youth teams is that yeah. you can build them back up and even though it's the off season of course for the senior a league men's team that they get these opportunities and, and and we're starting to see him find his feet again and so hopefully he'll get more and more minutes over the next few weeks the, one more thing Lockie, just about this game before we move on yeah, no, the, the one player and this is a player you've seen a bit of is slavin vranesovic who, yes. who played his first game for springvale on the weekend there was a lot to actually like from springvale defensively i thought the first half they were very good defensively and on the break they probably should have scored just before half time a really yep. good chance for paulino who was one-on-one with the goalkeeper and it looked like because he was playing at fullback and he hadn't gotten forward all game. It's like he just was deer in headlights yeah. and was like, where do I put this? Like, does, which side am I going here? And he put it straight at Christian Siciliano in the end. But I they fought. Say, I was quite impressed with uh, Paulino, actually, when I saw him yeah, play he a few was, weeks he was, ago he was very good. Um, he was did well to stifle the impact of Panaris and Cabeda in the first half. And then I think against Paddy Hogan, the tired legs started to show and Hogan had no electricity. Um, but in particular, a lot to like from Slavin Vranesovic. It's been a tough year for Springvale. I don't think they're going to stay. I think that they're. It's it's a it's a it's a flip of a coin between them and Ballarat City for who joins Whittlesey in one of those relegation spots. Um, but there's a lot of young kids there, I think, to to really keep an eye on. So a lot to like from that one, Lockie. Uh, just going through the uh, the rest of the results in the MPL three. The other big one in terms of Melbourne victory is obviously Preston Lions. They played on Friday night, two 0 win over Dufton. Uh, a bit of a, a scrappy game, according to Josh Parrish, but. Preston Lions are getting the result and learning to win ugly, which is good considering the the, the struggles they had against Dufton earlier this year. Chris Davies scoring from the penalty spot right before halftime. So a great result, a great result for them. Interesting. I've got to give a shout out as well to Chris Theodorides because Dufton did earn themselves a late, late penalty. And the footage is there on the Preston Lions Facebook page. If you want to go back and watch it, I strongly suggest you do because... Chris Theodorides, the former Heidelberg United stopper, did the Andrew Redmayne. Oh. Te- he did the Andrew Redmayne technique, and it worked. And it worked. Oh, it was wow. a, it was look as a really really poor penalty from Dufton, but Chris Theodorides made the save yeah. after doing all the theatrics. He did the full works. He walked up to the player with the ball. He really really drew out the process, and then he was doing the wavy arms on the line, dancing around, doing the full wiggle. Was and this, it worked? Was this so, at one nil or at? No, this was at 2-0. The, the game, oh, the game yeah, was yeah. over, but it's still like he... And he was probably in a, in a position where he could afford to be doing yeah. this sort of theatrics and stuff. But, um, yeah, shout-out to Theoretes. And that sets Preston up for a massive game. game. A massive, massive game. Another home fixture this coming Friday against Nunawarding City, who have got three wins on the bounce. Mm. Uh, four wins in their last five, including that shock 4-2 game over over Melbourne victory. And they also, I think, got the, the wood over One, Preston yeah. earlier this year. So... That is a must-win game for Preston yep. against a, a team in strong form. Well, obviously, um, they, they beat Geelong 1-0 on the weekend. Uh, just yeah, running well, that was a big game as yeah. well because Geelong, obviously, Absolutely. in that sort of outside of the just top four conversation too. Running through the rest of these results, obviously we've got to get to MPL Women's as well and also preview uh, the first division of MPL Victoria this weekend. Uh, Western United 2, Box Hill 1, big win for them. Melbourne City going to Ballarat, defeating uh, obviously defeating Ballarat. A uh, big 5-0 win there at Moorshed. Um, and North Sunshine, Whittlesey 2-2. So Whittlesey getting an important yeah. point, but it's going to be very, very hard for them now to yeah, really Whittle, Whittle's, anything. Yeah, Whittlesey are probably going down. I just want to say a big shout-out to uh, the choke from North Sunshine because they were 2-0 <laughs> They were two nil up, and Whittlesey scored in the, I think it was the 85th minute and then the 92nd wow. minute. It was, a, sorry, 82nd minute and the 94th minute wow. to go from 2 nil down to 2 all in Incredible. 10 minutes. So. And also, I believe that's a debut goal for Sadak. 
Yes, um, Storch yes, Sunshine it was. came in it from was. the fourth tier of football. Uh, I believe no state league. Form. Yeah, cool. well, we might be looking at a, an an Andalusio sort yeah. of mark two there. Hopefully, so he doesn't do his SEO. Just running through the rest of this weekend's fixtures: uh, Preston Nunawading, easily the game of the round this weekend in MPL three. Uh, Springvale White Eagles hosting Western United. Whittlesea hosting Geelong at Epping Stadium. Melbourne City up against North Sunshine at Parade. Be a good game. Doveton taking on Melbourne Victory away. Going to be one to keep an eye on, and the. The game that will be on NPL.tv this week is Box Hill versus Ballarat City at 3 p.m. on Saturday. So a lot on the line there. Let's get to NPL Women's, guys. Um, Oscar, let's kick off. I believe that you were at Box Hill versus Heidelberg this weekend. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, I was. Heidelberg 2-1 winners in that game. What did you take out from that one? That was another really, really fun match. It's what you consistently get in the NPL Women's competition is, is you, you just both teams... Just go so hard for the whole game. Yes. And it's so exciting and it's so end-to-end. And by the end, they're pooped. A hundred percent. And this was just another example of that. And and you see the way that all these teams are able to match it with each other for such a long time. And so the first half in this game was really evenly contested. Both, period, both teams had spells being in control. Then we got to the second half and right at the beginning, the uh, Box Hill scored an early corner and you went, maybe there's an upset brewing here. But it was Heidelberg who, who came back strong and, Scored a couple of later goals. Um, I think the first one was from Steph Galea and the second from Catherine Vlahopoulos. A come-from-behind win, uh, uh, which I think has been kind of uh, demonstrative of how Heidelberg have played a lot this season in the sense that they, they're they able to keep going harder for longer than most mm. other teams. And that's really gotten them so many of their points is their capacity to see out the full 90 better than most other teams. And and that's what we saw again with the, with the couple of late goal, goals to come from behind. Of course, it's really exciting. The continued, the madness that's going on between Steph Galea and, and Danielle Wise at the top yes. of the MPLW Golden Boot race. You do, yeah, it's not it's not unheard of that you get a shootout in terms of the goal scoring race, oh. but it's very rare that you get it between two teammates. Two teammates who who are and quite a distance ahead of third place as well. And mm. th- this isn't even the runaway dominant team in the division either. Yeah. So it's there are lots of things going on here, and it's really exciting to watch them go at it each week. But yeah, I, I'm consistently impressed. With Heidelberg United and, yeah. and the way they go about, and they have, you know, they've got just it's a great team spirit. You know, they, they, they really, they they really want. Would you it. would you say that you love the, the way, way they, they go, go about it? it? I might, I might go that far. Jinx. Well, uh, <laughs> glad, glad we had you at that game, Oscar, uh, because that was uh, easily the, the match of the round. Colder three 0 over South Melbourne and Alamein four 0 over Bayside. But uh, far more game, convincing. Yeah. It's not tonight's game. Well, it's supposed to be tonight. Well, tonight, game. Josh Parrish and I were supposed to be at the Venetsal Club for Bulleen versus FV emerging, but that game got called off due to a few international players being called up for that one. So, yeah, obviously for the Junior Matildas, so it means that that game is off. Um, so that's hence why they just said quite, well, a, you f- quite a few actually. That's why we're going to be the Monday Night Mafia next week uh, instead. We're, yes. we're not even being the Monday Night Mafia no, this but week. But you and Josh, you yeah. and Josh, you and Josh will be. But um, yeah. yes, Colter just look like they're sort of cantering ever since they got mm. back ahead of Heidelberg. They're just kind of cantering. I mean, it's one goal conceded in the past like two months. It's, cr- it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's not shocking, obviously. We're, we are talking about well, Colter United, yeah. like the behemoth the team of the that's MPLW. Half this team's getting picked up by Western but United. So, even, you know. even so, they are just in cruise mode at the moment. Well, obviously, uh, we'll see how it all plays out next weekend because there's some big games there. Alamein up against Colder. Alamein, you'd think they have to try and get some points on the board if they want to secure a fourth spot ahead of FV Emerging, who are back. Mm, got I the game think in hand as well next now. week against Bayside United. They expect them to win that. South Melbourne against Box Hill at Lakeside and easily the game of the round. Heidelberg against Bulleen at Olympic Village on Saturday at 3 p.m. Get to that game. It is going to be a ripper.